I am so excited to welcome you back to the Living a Different Dialogue podcast. I'm Lucy, and through this series, I have been joined by my soul sisters, Amber, Leah, Brenna, and Rebecca, as we discuss the ways in which we are all striving to live a different dialogue. In this solo episode, Amber explores how to navigate emotions and healing. Through sharing her journey and experiences, we hope you are able to take some insight into your own journey. In addition to exploring Amber's path, she offers sound bowl healing and a guided meditation to assist in your personal healing journey. As you listen, pause and sit with your reactions. What is coming up for you? Some journal prompts for you might include reflecting on previous situations and how you navigated those emotions. Would you have done anything differently? What can you implement in situations that come up in the future? Is there a routine that can help you establish a firm standing in your power and truth? We are so grateful for you to be here. It is our hope that through her sharings, that you too can strive to live a different dialogue. Hello, friends. So today is going to be a little bit different podcast from Living a Different Dialogue. It's just me. Amber. And um, today we are going to talk a little bit about energy, um, movement, healing, and what that has looked and felt like for me, and some ways that you can incorporate or try um, or just sit with different techniques, ideas, ways of processing things, and just hopefully uh, feeling just a truer or deeper connected sense of self and who you are and the divine within you. Um, Before starting this, I sat and grounded a little bit. I I, I don't believe that we necessarily need to use tools, but I think that we're given them to help us do two things. So I would say that some of the tools, like today I have some crystals by me. I sprayed some aura spray and I use some essential oils as well. And not that any of those things are 100% necessary, but they can help to give a sense of understanding uh, and a tangible visual component for us to focus our attentions on and to help kind of have just a better understanding of what we're asking for, of the intention that we're setting for what we want to do. So that's how I started this and I did a little prayer. Rather you, I struggled with the idea of prayer for a while because of growing up in the church and I, I want to apologize. It's not my intent to make anyone feel like I'm talking down to them or demeaning their faith. I think that God is big enough for all of us to have different ways to connect with them. And that's part of the beauty of, of divine connection. My personal experience within the church was not... The most healthy for my mindset. It really 
set into place some unhealthy behaviors within myself and my understanding of right and wrong and and truly just living your life um this is dove like dovetailing into multiple conversations very quickly <laughs> i guess that's what happens with a free flow uh recording though um but long just wrapping it back to the start i guess um whether you're praying in the same sense that you did growing up in the church if that's something that you did as well if it was prayers that you memorized just the importance of talking to God. It doesn't have to be something that you do in church. It doesn't have to be a formal, written out, structured wording. It doesn't have to be done at specific times. Um, But I I personally think that having just an awareness of that conversation and of a relationship of talking to God and also recognizing that presence within yourself is incredibly healing and uh, expanding of your own understanding of self and the world and humanity and existence in general. Um, I have been in the process as of late of just learning and diving a little bit more into what my belief really is, how that looks. Um, After, so I grew up in, I'll just dive into my story, I guess, a little bit more. Um, I grew up in a very evangelical Christian family and uh, part of my personality, I was a people pleaser and um, desired to be that golden child. I did not like messing up. I did not like doing anything wrong. I didn't like being punished or reprimanded. So anytime something came up like that, I would avoid it. I would completely block off anything within me that even had any thought to do anything that could be considered embarrassing or uh, inappropriate. And not that it was truly anything inappropriate. It could just just have been, you know, sharing an idea or or speaking, speaking up and sharing my thoughts and my voice. Um, and not that I necessarily grew up in a in a household where kids were seen and not heard. It wasn't that either. It was just you know, I guess in a sense, just normal childhood curiosities and thoughts and boldness. I think I've probably always been pretty bold, uh, but stifled a lot of that because if I wasn't getting positive recognition, then I didn't want any recognition. Uh, I wanted to be the best. I wanted to do, do my best and do well. Um, and anytime I did do something wrong, I would get caught every single time, um, without fail. So it just reinforced that behavior, I guess, going forward. Um, I graduated from high school and I chose to go to a religious-based college. I think quite often we can have a habit of saying, you know, if I could go back, I would do it differently or um, not being appreciative necessarily of our past lives that we've had within this lifetime or being asked the question, what would you say to your younger self? I honestly have no idea. Sometimes those questions come up and I'm like, I don't know. But 
I I went to college. I married my um, college sweetheart, I will call him. We met the first day in orientation, and I was told not to date anyone that I met in orientation. So, of course, I had to prove a point. I don't know who I was proving this point to because it was really my life. It didn't didn't really matter if I was right. But we got married, and I decided that I that happiness was a choice. And so instead of hurting or disappointing other people, it was easier to hurt and disappoint myself and then just trying to figure out how to navigate those feelings. I would journal. I wrote, I've always wrote uh, out my thoughts, which is very therapeutic for me. Um, but it's just hard learning how to process those feelings and understanding uh, the pain or the grief that we hold within our bodies uh, and what that does to us, really. But we ended up getting married. Um, I realized that I was not happy and I was living this life making decisions based upon what I felt others wanted me to do. So I was looking at this roadmap and seeing these paths laid out of which ones maybe I was drawn to didn't even matter uh, because I knew which ones were socially acceptable or considered to be the right choice. So naturally, that's the one I was going to take. And um, I think my true nature or rebellious uh, inner, I can't even say inner child because my inner child's been in time out and locked away for quite some time. But I think... um, when she would come out, it would just be this explosion of chaos because I wouldn't know what to do or how to handle or process that. So it was that pendulum swing from complete restraint of everything and making sure I was prim and proper and all buttoned up and the the person that I was thought I was supposed to be swinging to the unbridled chaos of not knowing how to handle myself when I wasn't all buttoned up. And not that I did all of these terrible things. Um, I would drink excessively or like I didn't hurt anyone. No one died. I mean, I probably emotionally hurt people. Uh, if I go back and think about it, I know that I did. Um, but it's interesting when we go back and look at how we navigated through different chapters of our life. Um, I think that, I guess, is maybe when people say, what would you say to your younger self? You think back to how you navigated something. But I honestly still don't know what I would say, aside from, you'll get through this. (laughs) Some things will be worse, some things will be better. Uh, But what I've been trying to do most more recently is connecting more to the message that these emotions that come up and these feelings are giving. So rather than allowing them to be held within my body or overtaking me um, and me completely becoming those emotions or those experiences or things that happened, instead of that becoming my identity, and allowing depression or anxiety or anger or whatever it may be, hyper-organization, you know, grasping onto these different identifying characteristics that 
aren't actually who we truly are, but different blankets or coverings that we've placed upon ourselves. Different book covers, I guess you could say. Some are beautiful. It's not that all of them are bad or wrong, but they're still a fake cover that we have over our true selves. And uh, one way that I think I processed a lot of things was I was in dance class since the age of four. And yes, that also can be very competitive and whatnot, but just the movement. There's something about movement. We, we spoke about this in our last podcast about movement and music. And so dance combines both of those things. It allows us to move and, and feel. And through that, it allows us to process those emotions and feelings that we're having. And through that processing, we're able to release and we're able to let go. And because of dance and because of, which was wonderful, uh, again, I wouldn't change that either, but with that coupled with my crippling need to do things right, I never knew how to just like, just be and to just dance because it wasn't choreographed. So I needed to have a choreographed structure to what I was doing. I needed to have that plan. And I guess in a way yoga is the same way because you can have a set sequence But um, after college and actually through part of what helped me emotionally process my divorce, I kind of skipped over something, but I ended up choosing to get divorced, realizing that God loved me more uh, for just who I am and not my decisions, that my life was far too short for me to stay locked into this cage of what I thought I was supposed to be doing. Um, so I, I still vividly remember, uh, telling my parents, I remember driving to the hotel that they were at and telling my sister first and her crying and saying, Amber, I'm so scared for you. Uh, and telling my parents and, you know, one saying it'll be okay and we'll be there. And one saying, no, you can't do this. You're not in a mental headspace to make this decision. And they were right. I wasn't in a mental headspace to make any decisions because it was just an unhealthy environment in my body. Uh, But I chose to do what I knew was right for me, even if it disappointed everyone around me. And I did get divorced. And yoga helped me with processing those emotions Uh, different poses where you sit and just let your body sink in. You can feel it in your joints or in different ligaments and just the different spaces where you're allowing it to sit and then you can feel that release. You can feel the, the energy with being held within that space actually move. It's not any different than in our muscles too when we get knots and you work that it hurts it'll feel good like it depends you're bringing that that blood and that life and that energy back into that dead space and that's why it hurts but through doing that you're able to then release so um with that i was able to continue moving forward through that spiral of life that we've talked about again in the last podcast episode. 
uh, or in one of the prior ones, depending on when this is released. But my question for you is when you are experiencing an emotional reaction, what do you do with it? Do you numb it with alcohol or drugs or food or exercise? Exercise can be like a double sword. It can be a distraction. But I want to say that quite frequently it can also be a healthy release. It depends on what your if you're if you're allowing that exercise to move things and you're actually feeling and processing and being with those emotions that are rising up or if you were just using it to uh, like zombie zone. So you're just getting into a zone and not acknowledging where you're at. I think that's a little bit of a slight difference. I would love to hear people's thoughts on that. It's probably quite a touchy subject actually. But it's hard. Six months ago, almost, we're not quite there, but six months ago, I made the decision to be sober because I realized that I was stuck in a cycle with alcohol. Uh, there were days where, it, or not that it was every day, but there were, there were times where I could have one or two and it was fine. And then there were times where I did not have an off switch and I could feel and see myself be sucked right back down into that loop that I was in, onto that carousel, and deciding to do that, not that I'm completely uh, out and healthy and healed and some wonderful person. Yes, I like to think I'm a good person, but uh, I'm far from perfect. One thing that choosing to be sober has helped me do is to actually sit with those emotions and allow myself to be more of a vessel and less of a cup holding them in. So to be an open space where I can contain the emotions, they're not just spewing all over the place, they're going through me and I can actually sit with and identify, okay, where am I feeling this and why? What is the message behind why I'm feeling this? And maybe the message behind that even. There's layers. We've talked about that too. Like an onion. Uh, but there's layers that we need to peel through. And in doing that we can think, I thought I did a great job of sitting with my emotions and processing them and, and releasing. Uh, but I think, and I know that I did do that. I did. And it was good. And I did process a lot. And I did let go of a lot. But I think what we forget is that our lives are so short and we experience so much within them. And we spend so much of our, our day and our weeks and years not aware of what's truly happening under the surface of ourselves and there's a lot built up it's like if you don't go to the dentist 
you never get that plaque cleaned out, your teeth rot. They will fall out. What do you think is happening inside of your body when you're not cleaning the plaque out? That'll look different for each one of us. And it'll change. So for me, singing and writing, driving actually, have all been things that really helped a lot. Yoga, yoga came up. That helped again with that movement. Reading, conversations with friends, finding a good therapist or psychiatrist or, or just friend, comrade, an advocate to help help you find your own words not someone to give them to you because no one can but rather someone to help guide you to see the path that's already laid out in front of you not the one that everyone's been telling you to take but the one that you actually want to take but realizing that it's not I always wanted so much structure, so I wanted to be able to see that roadmap. When I do this, then this and this are going to happen. We don't know. I mean, you develop that. We've talked about intuition, and we will talk more about it, but you won't know the full thing because you also don't know where you're going to be in a year and what you want that to really look like. You can have an idea right now. If I do this, these are the things that could happen from it, and that's amazing, and, and they could, But then once you get to that space, that's not the end all be all. There are more mountain peaks and that's the beauty of it because there's always more for you to do and be and discover. So I wanted to take a little time to do a breathwork meditation with you. If you're driving, um... I mean, I guess you can do it, but I just want you to be safe. You don't close your eyes in that instance. But if you're in a space where you're able to get comfortable, hopefully somewhere quiet, uh, if you need to put a little note on the door like I'm having some me time, find someone to distract your children, whatever, whatever it may be, but find somewhere that you are actually comfortable where your body can relax. If that means lighting a candle, lighting some incense, spraying some or diffusing oils. If you have crystals that you like, grab those. It's not, you don't need any of that either. But if it's something that just creates that sense of um, holiness, that sense of a sacred space and a sacred time, for you to actually relax. All of those things help to trigger your body. It triggers reactions that you're not even aware of. So just smelling, like if you always use lavender, super common. If you always use lavender, as soon as you smell that, you're automatically going to relax. It's the whole thing behind aromatherapy. You know this. But find somewhere that's comfortable for you. And if you can, close your eyes. And as we sit or lay, feel your body. Feel the space that you're taking up. Whether it's the flora cushion that you're sitting on, feel how it supports you 
and how your body just lightly sinks into it, held and supported. Notice your breath as it comes in your nose and flowing all the way down through your lungs and into your belly. I like to visualize a golden light. Yours might be a different color. Maybe it's blue or pink. But for me, it's like a honey gold. Right on my forehead, relaxing all of the muscles and gently flowing down across my temples. Helping to just relax and release any of that tension I'm holding in my head. Letting go of the overthinking that we've done. Letting go of all of the worries from our day. And as we sit here, you might notice some different thoughts coming up. And that's okay. You might notice a worry. Any of these images or words coming to mind and coming up into your head, just picture them as clouds. Beautiful, fluffy clouds that are just passing by. They're coming into your view and then you're letting them go, continuing on their journey. That light that was coming up over our forehead and temples has gone down our necks, crossed our shoulders between those shoulder blades where we can carry so much tension, relaxing every little muscle, feeling your body continue to relax and sink deeper. Feeling that warm light going through our abdomens, releasing and letting go anything tight through our stomachs and into our hips and lower back. A lot can be held within that hip space. Taking a little extra time making sure that it's getting into each corner. Going down our thighs and into our knees, down our shins and through our feet. That same warm golden light is flowing down your arms and Swirling through your elbows, through your forearms, and pulling into your hands. Our hands can be a portal for so much healing and love. As you sit there or lay, feeling anything that's coming up. 
Is there pain or tingling? Maybe some heat or cold? And what emotion do you tie that feeling to? Maybe let yourself think a little bit on how it feels about that emotion or the memory. Is it something that it wants you to spend some time with? Do you want to come back to that idea or that memory moment? Or is it something that's ready to be let go? You don't have to do it right now. But allow yourself the space to just consider what that might feel like for you or look like. As you bring your awareness back, bring any energy back from the other times and memories, space that it's been drawn to, as you call that back into yourself, repeating the mantra in Ho'oponopono prayer to yourself. space that you are sorry please forgive me thank you and I love you I'm sorry I love you please forgive me thank you don't worry about the order you say them in that's not what matters Allow them to come up from your being in whatever order 
feels right. When you're ready, we're going to start to deepen our breath a little bit. Feeling that breath really fully come in, filling your abdomen, coming in your nose and out your mouth. Breathing into your belly and releasing. Move your head from side to side. Wiggle your fingers and toes. Place your hand, your left hand on your stomach, abdomen, and your right on your heart. And repeat one more time for yourself. Thank you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I love you. And when you're ready, open your eyes. Blink a little bit. You know, sometimes after I've been meditating like that, my vision can be a little off. Continue to just sit and be with yourself now. If you want to pause this or stop it or if you want to keep it going, that's fine too. But I really, even if you're not a big writer or journaler, I would encourage you to try it, to take a notebook or scrap piece of paper and just free write what's ever coming out. And if free writing's hard for you, then just start with what you're feeling. Did you see anything when you meditated? Were there colors? Was there a scene? Where were you? I personally um, have a couple different places where I'll usually feel myself. So one is at the base of a huge tree in a forest surrounded by some of my animal friends Uh, and another is a beautiful open field sometimes it has hay like a hay field sometimes it's wildflowers Um, but creating that safe space for you to explore and feel and process things so just write what you saw or felt or if you had pain anywhere there's those awareness items that were brought up you know if a memory came up if there was a smell that you smelt we all have different senses that are stronger for us some see things some smell some taste some hear feel and not one is better than the other and if you're not really feeling any of those then that's okay too you're still there we all um our own are on our own journey we're all on our own space in the the spiral of life that we're 
living and processing through. And I also want to remind you that it's okay if you have felt like you were higher on the enlightenment or awakened ladder. I was doing so good. I was in such a good space. I thought I was making the right decisions. You were. And that's great. And you didn't necessarily do anything wrong. It's just sometimes we slide back down. We slide down that slide. We fall a little bit. And that's okay. There's some extra lessons that you're learning or there's some more digging that I guess you're just you're discovering in that space. None of us would be where we are in life right now. I'm not saying that pain and hurt is necessary. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying that regardless of how I now feel about a past decision, it's still a component of what made me who I am today. And some are huge components of what made, you know what built this body and person that I'm in. Um, could I have gotten here without those? Probably, yeah. Some could have been worse, some could have been better. The whole thing is we don't know that. So don't allow your fear of going down the wrong path keep you stuck where you're currently at. Movement is still movement. It's still doing something. I'm not also not saying that you shouldn't sit and be with things because that's important too. It's during those moments, I just had a great reading that I did for myself. Um, the reminder that it's those moments of rest and restoring and integrating that we actually integrate and absorb those new wisdom nuggets that we have gleaned those new life lessons, those things that we've experienced, if we just are constantly walking or running or leaping forward, then we're not actually absorbing things as well. And so um, I guess what I'm trying to say is just extend grace to yourself. It's okay to have moments of rest, but the important component to that is asking yourself the question, of the why behind it. So if I'm having a hard week, which I did last week, was last week was a hard week, and I'm taking that extra time to rest and maybe put a hold on some projects, that's okay because I truly, truly just needed rest. I felt ready to make these projects happen, um, I wasn't stopping because of fear. I wasn't stopping because I didn't think I had the tools. I truly just needed to rest. And so as someone who is constantly going and busy and involved and doing and making and being, it's very hard for me to just stop and rest, especially if I just did. I was just integrating. I was just stopping and resting. And now I was ready to do, like super pumped. Yes, we're going to do. We're going to get this stuff done. And then to rest again right away, I was like, time out. What is happening? We just did this. But that's okay. Things happen in bursts and chapters are different lengths. So sometimes you rest 
for a day or a week or a month. I don't know. It's it's you. We all do it. We all have our own timelines. <coughs> we all have our own timelines. Um, and sometimes for me recently, so having a month of so much expansion and then resting and then that is really hard because I just had so much excitement and expansion that I almost have a sense of depression. Okay, well, where is that coming from? What's the why behind it? Why is that happening? And then go from there. And then you have your action steps. And then a little more rest. And that can look differently. So is it a month and then a week or a couple days? Or you know, one time you'll rest and then be doing and creating for a week or a month or months or maybe a year I don't know um and other times you'll rest and then create for a couple days and then rest again it looks different for each one of us and I am not in any place to tell you if that's right or wrong because I'm not in your body I'm not living your life what I will say is to make sure you're taking those moments to check in with yourself to do Find find someone that you jive with, that you really resonate with, that can help you to facilitate releasing and healing. And that's when growth can come. We need to grow things from a healed space. You can try to grow from an unhealed space, and a lot of people do, but the results are different. And if your intention is to grow something If you're listening to this, then I would assume that you are wanting to connect more to your divine self, that you're wanting to heal and do something that cultivates a better world. And that can look different. It doesn't have to be on a grand scheme. It doesn't need to be huge. It can just be you living your life. It impacts every single person that you're around. It impacts the banker that you just worked with, the cashier at Target, the server that brought you breakfast and coffee, the person you held the door for. These are all very small examples, but by you healing, you inherently give others permission to do the same. By you healing yourself, you heal those around you. You heal your family. That's not the intention. The intention is to just do the work for yourself. Not in a selfish way, but it's not my responsibility to heal you. It's my responsibility to heal me. But in doing that, each one of us is just making, raising the vibration of the planet uh, to use what has now become a very trendy term. It's not all love and light. It's not. It's pain and darkness as well. Uh, Inherently just because of humanity. It's not always. It doesn't have to always be that way. It's just a byproduct of what happens to be at times. But it's also the lens of how you're looking at it. Why is it pain? Is it the expectations that you had? Is it like, is it really painful healing healing does usually inherently hurt because we're letting go of things or we're letting stuff air out um, or we're exposing pieces of ourselves that 
haven't seen light for a long time. That's scary. Being scared or afraid causes reactions within our body that we don't always enjoy. Um, But I will argue that it is worth it every time. And the beauty of life is that it is a continuous growth spiral if we choose to live it that way. I will... It's not quite the same not having my friends to chat with and bounce things off of. I do love our open dialogues that we have, and I hope that you guys enjoy them too. But as you have listened to this, and if you've made it to this point in the recording, I would love to hear your thoughts, um, to hear what you have done or continue to do to help move those emotions through your body. Just what your thoughts were on some of what was shared uh, and if there are recommendations that you have for what you do that you think others might enjoy, share it. You know, those things come up for a reason, even if it seems silly. Oh my word, the other day as a like healing technique for myself, I colored in a coloring book without letting like it was also hard so try not to have like structure around it um and just picking random colors and allowing myself to just draw and go outside of the lines in some spots and but to to allow it to just be a a random drawing I feel so ridiculous that that was something that I did and I actually struggled with and it's still like I should at some point I'll post it probably but um just those silly things that spurs the topic of inner child work which has been uh coming up for me for nine months I don't know a long time very long time uh and I just it was uh, something that was hard for me to grasp and hard to kind of get around but that's something that I'm in the midst of working with, so just came up. But um, if you would like, go back, allow yourself to explore the idea of maybe feeling and releasing some of those things that are coming up, and to just be gentle and extend grace with yourself in all of those situations. I will wrap up now. Uh, I hope that you guys are all having a beautiful day or to find some beauty in your day even if it's a difficult one even if it's just having a getting yourself flowers or lighting a favorite candle that you don't normally burn because you don't want to use it up that may sound silly to some people but that's the thing (laughs) so um thank you all so much for taking the time to listen and i would love to hear your thoughts and your your journeys And if any of you are feeling like you would love to join us on one of these, just ask. It's coming up, so I know there's someone listening who wants to be on here. Just ask. Reach out to any one of us. Uh, I know that I'm the one talking on this one, and there'll be more where it's, it's just one of us or, you know, one or two of us with another guest. That's the intent of this. This is a platform for open discussion, so we would love love to have some other people join in and share your voice and your heart please know that you can reach out and it's not silly it's perfectly perfectly okay but um 
take that time for yourself, sit and feel, and we will talk to you next time. Thank you.